so basically the idea, the idea is like every week we would review Mr. Bean's Holiday. We wait, watch wait, the movie. Wait, wait, sorry, I started recording. Uh, what? I've just started recording, sorry. Oh, oh okay, cool. Sorry, I don't want other people knowing about no, we'll cut that potential out. third podcast ideas we have. Yeah, we'll cut that out. <laughs> Love Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh, so much. Hey guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast. Uh, the podcast of myself and Sebastian here do to prove to people that just because something's old, it doesn't mean it's washed up. Unless, of course, you're Morrissey. Indeed. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. And what a surprise that episode was. I was not. I obviously I didn't read into anything. So I yeah. Went in blind, and that was a great surprise. Yeah. And something that hit home for me. Because I can imagine. I had a sort of like a little Lisa. Um, Smith's phase mm. when I was younger. You had a moment where Morrissey was talking to you. And I know a few people that are still in there. So, yeah. As in, like, people who, like, you know, just turn a blind eye to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I mean, there's absolutely no denying it. Now, that being said, I'm only speculating. Maybe the characters, and it's never said, maybe it's not, it's not meant no, to be Morrissey. It's it's, it could be anybody. Um, I don't want Morrissey to sue us. So. No, no, no. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's thread lightly. But um, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no denying that he's an amazing singer and songwriter. And that Smith's music is fantastic. I haven't listened yeah. to much of his solo stuff, but I'd imagine that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anyhow, getting into the episode today. Did you not even make the connection with the name? You, you what, sir? Did you not even make the connection with the name? Like Panic on the Streets of Springfield? No, genuinely, because I didn't even see the cover. I just clicked next episode. I okay. Saw, I saw the name. But... Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I suppose that doesn't mean that it has to be, be, be anything. Yeah, yeah. Panic on the Streets of Spring, that still would sound like an episode regardless of... Yeah, it true. Has... It could be anything. That could yeah. be just like a, an angry mob forming around yeah. Springfield. That could be any episode. Yeah, true. Um, and we learned that Simpsons really don't like this so-called singer-songwriter that they're basing the episode off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the writers anyway, at least. <laughs> I don't know, it seems so random. Like, I don't know anything... I don't think there's any personal beef that either of them have with each other. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it feels like the Pope fun. I mean, they, they went full hog. Anyhow, let's get into the episode. Uh, we opened up on the Springfield Medical Center. Uh, the sign just saying, doctors carry less than 10 piles of Oxycontin. Uh, Homer is talking to Dr. Hibbert. Uh, he's telling him that his testosterone is a little low. He doesn't really say like it's that much of a deal, but Homer's immediately concerned. Well, he gives him a list of things wrong with him. But yeah. testosterone is the one that Homer... The other ones are way more concerning. <laughs> yeah, this is when he's like, whoa, I mean, that's what I... What, what fuels my screaming and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he prescribes him a drug uh, to bring up his testosterone, but makes him watch a video about it first. But Homer gets caught up by uh, a commercial for the XXL 5000, a man's car. It's <laughs> just like the manliest car possible. It's like only slightly exaggerated to those types of cars. And he really. finishes the commercial and then... He thinks it was actually... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, oh, he says uh, that he swayed him and... Uh, he knows this car is the answer. Dr. Hibbert's like, oh, no, you need medication. <laughs> Wrong again, Professor Killjoy. See you next year. He's like, not if these charts are correct. <laughs> uh, did you notice any difference in Dr. Hibbert in this scene? Um, is his hair changed? Oh, no. Okay, I, I thought, because you in Uncle Ben's, you were talking about, like, characters' voices sounding different. That his oh, his, his voice different voice actor. Sound, oh, sorry, I thought you meant appearance-wise. Yeah, no, I definitely noticed his voice. Yeah, yeah, different, different voice actor. I assume so. Because it, yeah. it's not like Marge, where... Her voice sounds different, but you can tell it's the same person. Yeah, of course. It's, it's completely different. Guy. Yeah, totally. Did, did a good job. He's good. I mean, Kevin Michael Richardson is fantastic. He's been a part of the show for a really long time. I'm just playing mm -hmm. random parts. But 
um, when they made the decision to have like the black char characters only be voiced by black people, he replaced a bunch of the characters that were previously voiced yeah. mainly by Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria, who are both white men. Um, he's doing a great job. I will say that like Doctor Hibbert's voice is so iconic that it is taking me time. It's taking time to grow on me, but like I'll get there. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But he is doing a great job. Um, but where are we next? Oh, yeah, so he shows up at the house. Um, Marge and Lisa are, are planting flowers and he just interrupts their peaceful day. Look what the doctor made me get! Ah. Ho ho, you know it, baby. The engine growls just like that. He says the doctor told him to get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. He, he prescribed it for me. Uh, Lisa goes into the carriage. She's immediately impressed to see that it has Slapify. And Tumor doesn't know what that is, but he's great for having it. <laughs> and he sees that the imaging in the car is fantastic. And Marge is into the house. He's like, yeah. ooh, it also has infrared. <laughs> Such a damn joke. She's, and she's what, just smacking her head on the wall. Smacking her head against the wall. It is never addressed. <laughs> Uh, we've got Lisa's room. She's exploring Slapify, trying to see if its algorithm can guess her good taste. Mm. Um, she says, oh, they, they ask, like, how did you hear about this site? And she says she heard about it from a truck. And immediately starts getting, like, really mainstream music. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she gets a request. He's just, like, rejecting every single song. And she says uh, having good music taste is a curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lisa. <laughs> Do you relate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate. Hating every song. Which uh, gets a request, if you hate everything, you might like this. <laughs> she discovers Quillaby, the lead singer of the Snuffs, uh, which was a band whose music focused on Quillaby's inner thoughts, desires, and dedication to vegetarianism. Mm. <laughs> and uh, she listens to a song where he sings about the immoral tendencies of the human race and hamburger homicide. And just to say, if they were basing this character off Morrissey, if they mm. were. If they were to, they had they got it. the mannerisms. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. The was spot well, on. Do you know who voices him in this? No. Oh, you really? Not Morrissey. Quillaby. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who voices Quillaby? No. Is it Benny Cumberbatch? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet. Benny, he does an amazing job in this episode. Fantastic guest spot. Um, but yeah, she listens to that song about vegetarianism and uh, <laughs> calls her in school the next day and she's, she's standing beside Ralph, but not talking to Ralph, I'm just talking to herself. Um, saying that he's a recluse and no one has heard of his music in 30 years and she knows exactly what to do. Yeah. And she runs off and then Ralph's just like, he just says it how it is. Yeah. Lisa doesn't like when other people talk. <laughs> Great observation. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just so full of herself. Uh, we got to her in the cafeteria and she shares vegan mushroom tacos with the school uh, or toad's chairs as Nelson calls it. And Lancelot Doris reminds her that um, there's bacon in it after she's taken a bite of it. And um, she's like, you said this was vegan. And she's like, yeah, well, veg and bacon, vegan. Oh, terrible joke, but still funny. Hilarious. Also, like, you know, people is like not quite understanding yeah. what veganism is. Just Which like happens, yeah. to another extreme. She yeah. starts wiping her tongue with broccoli. Yeah, yeah. She legitimately ate meat. Um, and everyone laughs as they enjoy their meaty tacos. Cut to her running home in shame. Uh, Quillaby appears in her room. Says she appears to have lost her mind and does like a little boogie. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I, I've listened to a good bit dismissed, but I haven't seen much of like Morrissey in real life. Are these pretty accurate, his mannerisms then? 
Um, At least when even, he was younger. Even the, the light is the, in sort of the way he performs on mm. stage. Yeah. And, like the way he, they have him like walking around and dancing is completely spot on. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so cool. I mean, I, I guess they're fans, you know. <laughs> Obviously, they're mocking the hell out of him, but it's still like. We can st- yeah, because well, we can still appreciate. Parody is slattery or some saying like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, she starts waving at him, to, like like putting her hand through him to see if he's real or not. <laughs> it's like, happened of the obvious. And Barrett, Nelson and Milhouse enter to mock her with pig noses because of her eating bacon. And uh, she, or Quillaby tells Lisa to say, you know, slowly, if not perceptibly, this is to Barrett, slowly, if not perceptibly, your friends are growing tired of you. <laughs> and Barrett's like, no, they're not, right, guys? Uh. And Nelson's like, no, and he starts yawning. He's like, what did you yawn? Like, oh, I, I was up all night thinking about your pranks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like... Still so fresh. He <laughs> storms off. Oh, God. <laughs> Horrible. And um, Lisa's like, Quillaby, you broke my brother in one sentence. Thank you. <laughs> and my favorite line the whole episode is when he just goes, Oh, there's nothing more tarsome than gratitude. <laughs> he has such great one-liners. And <laughs> got to... Uh, Homer's like uh, doing something with the car and Bart goes up and tells him the exact same thing that Lisa told him and Homer's not phased by it he's like well, how could they be sick of me when I got this rocking truck <laughs> <laughs> he's upset it didn't get to him I, oh my god I just love how accelerated like Homer's masculinity is in this episode like, <laughs> his whole fucking character arc is just <laughs> his love for this truck there is nothing yeah. to it apart from that and I kind of love it for it <laughs> <laughs> it goes nowhere but I think that kind of makes it funnier yeah. but yeah he takes Barry in a joyride where they put in the sea captain's boat and he's like I didn't want this <laughs> <laughs> they run gravel up a hill that they had to pay a thousand dollars to do. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. And they destroy a giving tree that just got planted. <laughs> so great. And uh, we cut to Lisa and Quillaby just like walking around town. Mm-hmm. And they had to leave the house as Quillaby was so bored by that little girl. And she's like, that was the baby. She was <laughs> sleeping. Even she knows us. <laughs> He says the Springfield reminds him of his hometown where nothing good uh, will happen, except maybe Lisa. Uh, he comments on their Flanders saying that um, facial hair isn't a substitute for personality. Yeah. <laughs> Such great little disses. Sherry and Terry, uh, two times zero, still zero. And uh, Reverend Lovejoy, like, a bit early for the apple brandy, is it not Vicar? <laughs> Tells Lisa that uh, he really does hate everyone and... Everyone is horrid except him, and possibly Lisa. And then this is like the, the big song of the episode, I yeah. think. Every day I try to smile, but can't help but frown. Every day I draw my bath and pray I will drown. I step out my door and I take a deep breath. Turn back inside and pray for my death Cause everyone is horrid except me and possibly you Possibly me Oh, everyone is horrid and my dear, I fear you are too There's also a full version of people who are interested on Spotify And a full version posted by you as well did I? Your, your cover? Oh, you want, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want me to. You can be Lisa's part and I'll be cool with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Dillaby. Sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's on um, it's on Spotify and like, the, the, the credited artists are Quillaby and Lisa Simpson, <laughs> which I think is cool. Uh, but it's actually like a genuinely solid song. 
we then cut to music class and uh, Largo insults Lisa's playing and uh, she fires back with, you know, this is like what Quilby's telling her to do, but actually what yeah. she's telling herself to do. It's kind of messed up, but let's not question it. <laughs> she has serious mental health issues in this episode. For sure. <laughs> but she goes um, to Largo, every day you wave that wand and nothing magic ever happens. Ooh, <laughs> Horrible. And I even feel worse. so bad for him. I know, the poor <laughs> man. I mean, it would be pretty sad, no offense to the many like music and art teachers that I know, but it would be pretty sad to pursue a career in something and then like give up and just decide to teach it instead yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it must be sad um but then goes on to call him a sad little man whose best days never happened <laughs> horrible oh. and then he runs out the room saying five is a perfectly good height for a man yeah yeah he's like a very decent height for a fella a very decent height <laughs> runs away crying He's he always has like great like little bits in episodes, but he's the character's never been like we've never seen no, much sure. depth to him. That's that's one of the first I've seen. Really, like, yeah, I can remember. We do get a little bit more throughout the show. Like we know he's gay and he has like a boyfriend and stuff like that. Um, but there's never been an episode. I don't see an episode like where he's a lead character. We've never gotten that. That'd be really cool. And I'm sure it's going to happen one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like they're going to make their way through all the characters eventually. You would hope so. There's so much characters to work with, and that's the best way to create more stories that you couldn't do with the main families that's by still makes it fresh and exciting exactly yeah there's still so many yeah. characters that they've yet to give um like more depth to um, oh yeah yeah like what could it be like oh lisa i love that and i love nothing <laughs> we got the skinner in the office of marriage and homer saying how that she's he's concerned uh, for lisa and um that music platforms are uh, obsessing today's youth with old music. And we just get a random, really long cut of Martin by the swing singing yeah. Man Eater. <laughs> I love that. I love that they stayed on it for a little bit too long. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, here she comes. <laughs> so good. But um, <laughs> Martin attempts to belt her head against the, against the office desk again. Very quickly, then, like, or Skinner, like, stops her from doing it and, like, points out so that. So many subliminal, like, mental health issues in this episode that just get like it's insane we get three for for marriage we got the one earlier this one and the bit at the end that we'll get to and just lisa's whole episode really i know yeah literally i'm surprised i'm not saying that it should have because it, it made for a good story but i'm surprised it didn't receive any controversy for you know i mean it is like it kind of <laughs> it doesn't address this real problem in any way it just kind of uses a story device which i'm totally not against because it made for good storytelling but it is slightly dodgy i guess there's no controversy because it's an episode about it was a certain singer songwriter yeah it was so. completely taken over by the certain singer songwriter for I think sure every, almost everyone agrees so. yeah i think people are on their side for sure but uh skinner points out to marriage that uh homer's left the room because he's left to try tow willie's tractor with his truck he's like give into the power of the truck and then they both get out and then pull it <laughs> ridiculous he joins it so good but the marriage takes Lisa away, uh, asking what happened to her. She used to be so happy, to which Lisa responds, it's not, it's not true, she's never been happy. And Quillaby's like, um, we must escape through sullen words of the din. She throws her AirPods on. And Lisa takes her phone off her and like removes her Slapify subscription. And like, what's the delete in it? Because the, the jiggly thing that iPhones do when you yeah. try to delete apps. And she's like, jiggly and bloop. <laughs> Shocking. 
I just love such, every little such addition. A, some, something a mum would do. Oh, yeah, yeah this has yeah. happened to me before. I remember what my mum used to always do back when she was paying for my phone. Whenever I was, like, slightly cheeky, where she would take my phone from me. And she would just be like, give me your phone. And it was always so demeaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would put you in your place, to be fair. <laughs> you forget that it's, like, technically her phone before it's yours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now you've got to read? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to talk to people. What do I do in my room? I don't have a phone. <laughs> but anyway, um, we cut to her in her now, like, Quillaby, with the snuff spilled room. Um... Could it be lets her know that the real one is coming to Springfield? He's like, Well, you're in for a treat, my dear. My live shows are, quote, like a three-hour dance party in a freshly dug grave. David Frick, Rolling Stone magazine, 1987. It's a real quote. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, maybe, it maybe. It's, it's, it seems like a, a comedic line. But it seems but like something... Maybe, like, yeah. Something ...that people, a, a journalist would have said about... True. A three-hour dance party in a freshly dug grave. <laughs> Ridiculous, but I, I love when he says Rolling Stone in '97 because that's, that's like a way of reminding us that everything that he this Quilby knows is obviously just stuff that Lisa read about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. This is not the real person. It makes it more re- realistic in that sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, when she says marriage would never let her uh, go, as those things are the cost of five Lego sets, and uh, he's like, look into your pockets. And she's she's taking Homer's credit card. She's like, did you steal this or did I? He says uh, the imaginary thing is confusing because he's able to walk through walls, but he's also able to do this. He like picks up a pillow and throws it at Lisa and they start having a pillow fight. We cut to marriage in the in the kitchen, furiously making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Hundreds, hundreds of <laughs> so many, yeah, it's all over the counters and the table and everything. And Maggie's like looking at her just judging. She's like, what? It can't be down. <laughs> it overcomes it. Of course, it's immediately, ooh, sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> not concerned for marriage at all. Just eating the sandwiches. Just, yeah, not concerned that his wife is having like a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> sandwiches involved, so. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> she says their eight-year-old daughter is turning into a teenager, but Homer is more concerned about his truck. <laughs> like, it fits with my outdoor personality. And <laughs> she has a big breakdown being like, you hate the outdoors. You've never been camping. Uh, you, you, you've never been interested in hauling or towing anything. And she's like, do you, do you, do you, I don't even know what this term is, but she's like, do you know what it, what it, what it means to thwart something? And I'm sure you probably don't either. Like you have no interest in cars either. No. But yeah, um, he thinks it's, it's just related to having a cool truck. And she explains what it is. It's just, you know, moving something around. Yeah. And she thwarts his body around, uh, telling him that he's not a truck guy and that they have bigger matters to attend to, which being their daughter's pre, pre-teen rebellion. And she storms out to go get Lisa and then realizes that she's left the house. <laughs> we got them on, like, the bus on the way to this festival... Uh, she's like my first concert with my first friend imaginary friend like, oh yeah i guess i didn't have to buy those vip passes <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> two vip passes sorry dad did we did we get to the bit where homer's crying um and he's like wiping his tears with a pb oh with the sandwich, sandwich. yeah you're right that was literally just the scene yeah. just before this yeah yeah with the pbj <laughs> sandwich because marriage destroyed his manhood it's not over lisa it's over yeah. <laughs> over her trashing him about the truck <laughs> so good they, they can't, can't come so many uses you know use them as tissues yeah you can tear into them <laughs> um but we cut them at the festival and he's like oh my two least favorite things other people's music and other people <laughs> and then lisa tells them to cheer up as this is their dream <laughs> he's immediately just like all oh, this band is rubbish and the sun is too sunny <laughs> <laughs> which is like you know 
a good line for like someone who just absolutely hates everything. But I also feel that sometimes. No, oh, for sure. Too I had that on the way here, to be honest. Yeah, it's a nice day yeah. again today, and it was a nice. I feel like it's only nice in days where we do podcasts together. That's weird. New isn't it? theory, yeah, because yeah. it literally was not nice any day in between. No, and then <laughs> in the last week we we did this. It was a lovely yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess just we have to do podcasts every day to make the world a better place. I think we already are. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I think once a week is enough. I think changing the face of humanity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not spoiled. Though. No, no, no. <laughs> you won't get in too much. I mean, also, we've run out of Simpsons episodes pretty fast if we did one well, every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless we went back. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, Bart brings up what a great idea that... They're, they're in the truck now, heading to the festival to get Lisa. Bart brings up what a great idea the truck was, um, just intentionally starting an argument. And another great line is Homer going, You don't get it. Of course Bart gets it. I should have married Bart. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line. So good. And we see Bart's reading a book on just like how to <laughs> put your parents into an argument um back at the concert could it be still complaining and lisa on lisa's action saying you know I, I thought you just hated like um bad art cruelty to animals and people that wear baseball hats but no you hate everything <laughs> how do you feel about people who wear baseball hats i have no opinion on them no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> they're not the nicest like not the most stylish things no no of course but it protects you from what? The sun. the sun, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, actually, to be fair, I remember my grandfather was actually allergic to the sun. So whenever it was, like, super sunny or, like, we went on holidays to Portugal together sometimes, he I would just, have to wear... If I was allergic to the sun, I just wouldn't go to Portugal. Uh, I don't know why he did it to yeah. himself. He went to Portugal every August, probably the hottest part of the year. Maybe it's for the egg tarts. <laughs> well, he did like the sun, you see, but, like, he had a very poor reaction. Like, he would just start swelling up. Like, like, he'd go there and enjoy the sun for maybe a half an hour and then, like, throw on a baseball hat and try to find any shade he could possibly find. I just think certain people suit them. Me and you would look ridiculous in a in a baseball hat. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think certain people suit them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I will confess, I used to wear a baseball hat backwards oh, in my youth. I, I because I oh, I used to wear a snapback backwards. Oh yeah, I never had snapbacks. I I I I um, lost interest in them by then. But um, I did. Um, I used to wear baseball hats like that because I was obsessed with TJ in recess. Oh god, I wanted to be like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to wear a baseball hat backwards. Maybe we should do a podcast about recess. About recess, that'd be cool. Yeah. Re I, I did enjoy that. We'd be the only ones, you know. Yeah. We'd have no sure, competition. No one's talking about that show. I doubt it. <laughs> that was a great he show. Suits a, uh, Ned Flanders suits a baseball hat, I think. <laughs> You're just saying uh, a fictional character would suit a baseball hat. Yeah, yeah. Like Homer. No. Homer. No, sort of. I think he get away with it. Shape. He gets the head shape. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd get away with it for uh, sure. Krusty does. Yeah. <laughs> the bus driver does. I mean, he wears one, so you would hope so, yeah. This yeah. is a ridiculous conversation. Yeah. What Simpsons characters suit baseball hats? Let us know in the comments. You yeah, believe new, there's new no segment, comments because this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, every week we talk about random item of clothing that Simpsons characters would suit. <laughs> like, Lisa would look so good at her neck. I don't think it would suit Sasha Mel, though. No. no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I used to idolize TJ, which I, I can't even remember that show well enough to know why. I think he was just like the leader of the he group. Was, yeah, he was always there. He was character. cool, like yeah, yeah. He was the Bart Simpson. He was the Bart Simpson of that show for sure. I think he was he, he was a little less brashy and a bit more intelligent, I think. But for sure, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll get to our Reese's podcast eventually. But uh, yeah, the, the real Quillaby comes on stage. Shut your gobs, you wankers! <gasps> Woohoo, wankers! 
Can't you see this show is just a cash grab? I'm only here because I lost my fortune suing people for saying things about me that were completely true. That's when I, I realized they've really got it out. That's when they totally yeah. went for it. Like, yeah. Is this true? Were, were there lawsuits against them over common seed made and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I didn't read too much into and, um, the horsey stuff. I just, I think uh, it was, it, it really hit. It was really shots fired at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, from here on, like, yeah, they, they absolutely will go for it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the the young imaginary could be is watching him be like, is this what I've turned into? I'm greedy, hateful, and my, and my face looks like a moon with syphilis. <laughs> and Lisa's like, well, you just turned old. It's not your fault. Sting is old. Old Sting's bloody gorgeous. And he knows it. <laughs> Good line. Um, the, 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 the crowd loses it when he eats a pastrami on rye. And he's like, I stopped being vegan when I found out it was invented by foreigners, which are far too many. Uh, I've got to say, Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job of, like, playing the imaginary, like, idealistic version of Quillaby and Lisa's head. And then, like, doing a pretty similar voice, but switching it up for, like, you know, the real one who was older was and grumpier. He did a fantastic, like... I was going to say, obviously, I didn't notice him at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same, obviously, same voice actor. Yes. Yeah, he did a really good job of that. A really good transfer, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and uh, he, he says that the foreigners are taking our jobs and screwing our men, which I know is a reference to like his sexuality, has like always been kind of speculated by the media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's never like revealed it, but people think like, oh, he could be bi or gay or whatever. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about him, and like, apparently, people who know him have said that like he's a contradiction of a person, but, like, he's private in many ways, but also. E extremely egotistical narcissistic in many ways yeah definitely. while still being shy because I, I i haven't heard anything about him for a few years now but mm. yeah that's always been the case yeah yeah very interesting oh yeah and, and it's almost like but, you, but you're a foreigner and <laughs> you, you you took the job of washed up music star <laughs> and he starts flinging weenies at the audience saying everything's hard except mutes <laughs> and um could it be at least to say a farewell to each other and he says he says the world is infested with foreigners yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's very it's, it's such a stupid thing to say because obviously the world everyone is a yeah, foreigner yeah. somewhere like yeah exactly <laughs> literally everyone is a foreigner at some point <laughs> but um, he starts flinging rings at the audience. So yeah, so Lisa says farewell to Quillaby. This is the imaginary one, obviously. And he tells her not to worship false idols and to listen to others sometimes, like at least one fifth of the time, um, but can't tell her when. I actually found that like really relatable because I don't try to listen to people as much as I can and do my own thing. Yeah. But I'm also worried sometimes you should take people's advice on board and stuff like For that. Sure. I literally related to the whole thing of like, when do I do? <laughs> when do I just do my own thing? And when do I take people's advice on board? It's a, it's a, it's a conflict I have myself all yeah. the time, for sure. But she thanks him for being um, the best friend a complicated eight-year-old could ask for. <laughs> and did you? It's a weird like to hear Lisa say it. she's like so long, you wanker. Oh, I I sort of cringed a bit. It was just, really it, weird it was to hear. Bloody wanker. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird when you consider like what you can get away with now because mm. obviously there's, there's some things you you can't get away that you could with before, but it's also vice versa. Like, there's no way you, sh you could have said that on The Simpsons, like, in the in the 90s. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. crazy. Like, you know, this is on Disney. Plus, like, you can't wear here Lisa Simpson say the word wanker. So strange. Um, but yeah, then he, like, fades away and goes into her pin, 
Which reminds me of, like, I forgot to mention when he, she gives, he gives her the pin yeah. early on in the episode. It's like, you, you put that on your faded army jacket. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, you think I'm cool enough to wear a faded yeah. army jacket? <laughs> which, which I used to. Really? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I believe it. What would you call it? badges on that so? Yeah, yeah, sure. You were like a punk, was that the word you used for yourself? No, no, no. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I had so many phases, and I was never fully in these phases. Sure. But I don't know what you would call someone obsessed with you the did. Smiths that wore faded army jackets. It's it's not really a. It's, it's fringing. Not a like <laughs> it doesn't. It's not like a. There's it's not emo. It's not like. I guess it's. It's kind not really of romantic. fading on punk. Would so, be the one I related to the most. Vaguely punk, vaguely neo-romantic. I mean, it's definitely not emo. Yeah, it's a bit of a mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You're just, you're just so unique. There's no word to compare you to. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, what's the next bit? Oh, yeah, we got back. This bit was so funny. Um, <laughs> back in the truck, Marriage gets a news bulletin that there's a mob forming by the yeah. Ferris wheel at the festival. And Homer knows that Simon had to put his truck to the test as he drives through all the traffic to save Lisa. And Lisa is now atop of the Ferris yeah, wheel. Yeah, so I, when I saw this scene, I didn't... This is before, obviously, saw the scene after. So mm-hmm. I was like, why is she just... Suddenly... Something on top of the worst place you could be in a ride. Uh, yeah, yeah, something <laughs> on top of the Ferris wheel. But yeah, he drives just, up the just truck. Just to accelerate Homer's story arc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> drives up... <laughs> Drives to the Ferris wheel, the same league said, like, uh, attaches the tow thing to the Ferris wheel and, like, pulls it away. And I watched this being like, this is kind of ridiculous, but I also love the payoff of it. But the next yeah. time we cut to, Homer's just dreaming all this yeah. in the truck. Which makes his story even more pathetic. <laughs> and makes it even better. The one cool moment he could have had with the truck. Yeah, he's just dreaming about it. He's asleep at the wheel. Um, we see that Marge just, like, walk to the festival to get Lisa. And according to Barrett, um, he ate all the Marge's PB&J sandwiches that he kept in the bin bag. And he passed out. And um, Lisa just says, like, thanks so much, Mom, for, like, walking over and getting me. And Homer kind of just, like, faintly wakes up saying, like, Me and Trucky saved the day. Sure you did, Homer. Testosterone. And then we got them driving away, and Lisa and... Marriage is sitting like on the the storage space part of the truck, like out, outside of it. Lisa says that she didn't know uh, what she got over her. She was sullen, moody, and thought everyone was wrong and I like except these, her. I like these moments. This is a beautiful like bit of dialogue. Lisa and Marge, like, yeah, yeah, this is a lovely bit of dialogue and a nice way to wrap up the episode. Uh, she says, um, This is what a teenager is like. She's like, mm, Sometimes. Like, were you ever like that? And cut to, we get mm. three moments of her, like, slamming a door after saying something. So the, the first is, like, blue mascara is who I am, slams the door. <laughs> um, what's the next one? Oh, you're just jealous because you can't pull off hot pants, slams the door. And the final one, for your information, I was going to break up with Homer. But if you hate him, it, he must be great, <laughs> slams the door. I love that. Horrid, <laughs> awful detail, but absolutely hilarious. <laughs> So much dark little bits for Marge in this episode. But yeah, we cut back to them in the car and she assures Lisa that whatever happens, she'll always be there waiting for her on the other side of that slam door. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a beautiful line. I, I love when you, you, we get reminded that they are a family and, you know, they do love each other and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, really, really sweet. Yeah. Just lovely final scene to wrap the episode up, yeah. But uh, yeah, that concludes it. Uh, final feelings, thoughts towards the episode? Yeah, so... um <clears throat> I 
surprisingly didn't like the episode as much as I probably... Oh, really? I usually sound very optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed moments, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very funny, and I thought I loved the indirect... Well, you could say they're direct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insults to certain singer-songwriters. Mm. Um, could be anybody. However... I thought the episode was fine, mm. but I did find myself getting a bit bored with the plot. Okay, um, fair And obviously, we both have a soft spot for Homer. Yeah. So whenever Homer's in his has a side story and he's not the the main person in the episode, you do get really interested and want to know more about Homer's <laughs> side story just because he's so funny. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but I think it failed to stay interesting, okay. and I think it dragged out a little bit. Sure. Especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I still enjoyed the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'd probably give it a six. A six? Okay, yes. fair enough. Um, I, I definitely liked it a lot more. I gave it an eight out of ten. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a very fun episode with some great music and a solid guest appearance by Ben Cumberbatch. Uh, I thought it provided some lovely new depth to Marriage and Lisa's relationship. Uh, I thought Homer's, stru- uh, Homer's truck story felt a little bit like filler but it, it it never really went anywhere, but it was also kind of funnier that it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. I do, like, I was a bit like, this is going nowhere, but then with, with that payoff at the end of him dreaming about it, it made it funny that all his truck bits were just him enjoying the truck. And it, it, it always felt like he wanted it to go further and for something crazy to happen involving him the truck, but it just never did. Yeah, it's like, no one cared that he had the truck and no one was impressed with him. Yeah. <laughs> that just made it hilarious. But, um, yeah, yeah, fair. I, I, I definitely agree that they... Drag like I I did agree with your feeling that it dragged a little bit like towards the end and like there was a like, a bit of a samey feel to the story for sure but the, the music and I thought Benny Cumberbatch was amazing in the episode yes the digs and Morrissey and stuff like that made the episode for me I, I thought I thought it was I, I did very I, fun I liked the music I think the jingles were like really similar to their music as uh, absolutely well, so. bang on the way he sung yeah. it was brilliant yeah very very good but um yeah I guess that concludes it we jump into my new segment. Yes. Yeah, good. Can reveal, can <laughs> no one can see me waving my hands to Sebastian right he's, now because it's a podcast. his fingers around in my face. Maybe, comfortable. maybe a little too much. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News. The show made history this Sunday in running an episode where all lead roles in animation are women. Uh, it was the 720th episode overall. Uh, which had a female director in Jennifer Moller, an assistant director, uh, Debbie Spafford, um, a female timer and layout artist, and also the writer of the episode was a female, Christian Nangle. Uh, the episode is entitled, You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About, and it will follow Homer being cancelled by the neighbourhood after accidentally leaving Zan's little helper in the car on a hot day. Uh, so he hires a man, Theo, voiced by Kumail Gianni, who is a professional at rehabilitating reputations. It sounds like, like an interesting episode. Sounds like it could be a really yeah. cool commentary. I, I like that, like, The Simpsons, as old as it is, they're still, like... They're Jumping still into new areas. current and, like, trying to progress. Yeah, yeah, like, for getting sure. The, getting the, the main um, uh, crew... Be females, females. yes. Yeah. It's just an example of that for sure. And even like I, I can't wait to, to see this episode. Even this, the the plot, yeah, sounds like a really cool one to to go for. Like the, the name was great too. Just you won't believe what happens in this he, episode. He, he left. It says he left and slipped the helper in the car on a hot day by accident. And this is great. I have not seen an episode revolving around Santa's little helper for ages as well. Really, there's so. some great episodes yeah. where Santa's helper is Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. 
But uh, yeah, sounds like a cool episode. Uh, we'll jump into the facts. Yeah, do Simpsons fact of the week. Yes. So, actually, the facts I have for you this time are actually involved in this episode because there is so much trivia about it. So oh. I just thought it would be a shame not to divulge into that. So, uh, Morrissey actually turned down the chance to voice himself in an episode <laughs> in the 15th season called The Regina Monologues, which is the one where they go to England. Right. You've seen that one? Classic episode. Oh, it's brilliant. Ian McKellen's in it, and Tony Blair's actually in it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, great episode. I recommend if anyone hasn't seen it, season 15. Um, but uh, maybe that's where the the shade spawned from, that he wouldn't voice himself in yeah, an episode. Yeah, because he, he, he probably didn't say no. He probably said no, and as well as that. Threw a bunch of digs yeah. at them and shit, yeah. <laughs> probably hates The Simpsons before this episode. Probably hates The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but according to writer Tim Long, the writer of this episode, the character is also inspired by Roger Smith of The Cure and Eden Curtis of Joy Division. Uh, it's also been speculated that he just said that to cover up the fact that it's just Morrissey. <laughs> but what do you? I don't know anything about them. Is there any accuracy to that statement? Wait, wait, wait what? what did... That that it, the character is also inspired by Roger Smith of The Cure and uh, Ian Curtis of Joy Division. I didn't get that. No, I didn't I get that vibe just, at all. Just Morrissey. <laughs> like just Morrissey. Yeah. Um, I love I love Robert Smith and Ian Curtis. So... Is there anything like dodgy about either of them? No. No? Yeah, no, okay, no, weird. I mean, I mean, Robert Smith, as far as I know, is a really sound guy. Okay. And obviously Ian Curtis, rest in peace. Oh, he's dead, all right. Had, like, uh, had a lot of mental health problems. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I guess but... maybe the design of the character or something then. It was probably something he said to cover up the fact that it's absolutely more yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, the music in this episode was written by Brett McKenzie. You do the Fight of the Concords? Haven't. No brilliant like comedy band. They also have a TV show on HBO, but um, just a great songwriter. He also wrote the music for the the, the last two Muppet movies, and he won an Oscar for the song "Manor Muppet." Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, brilliant songwriter. He, he wrote the songs in this episode, and the real Morrissey responded to this episode, calling oh, well, it. I was wondering about this. Yes, he really yeah. did. Yeah, uh, he, calling it taunting a lawsuit, but he did not have the means <laughs> to legally challenge it. Of course, because they brought <laughs> up the fact that. You know, he had all these cases that were true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like he couldn't win. Yeah, 100%. I blew all my money <laughs> trying to sue people for saying things about me that are completely true. <laughs> Such a good line. But, um, yeah, and he also said, in a world obsessed with hate laws, there are none that protect me. <laughs> and, wow. he, and he commented on Benny Cumberbatch as well, saying that he was probably hard up for cash if he was able to bad rap another oh artist God. so harshly. <laughs> I think he's he's responded, but he's just... It just... He, he didn't do anything to help himself yeah, in his he, argument. He, yeah. It just meant the episode was accurate. <laughs> yeah, like, 100%. In, ex in the exact way like people would want him to and yeah. expect him to. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's, he's dissing the show, dissing Ben to Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you would expect. Like, And it, it goes to show as well that there is no controversy surrounding this episode other than from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one like jumped in to defend him or to speak against the episode from my readings anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some <laughs> hardcore Morrissey fans who were offended by it but i feel like the sensible people knew the senses were right yeah. <laughs> you know yeah uh yeah i guess that concludes all my oh you oh. Oh, you wanted me to do an impression every week yeah, yeah i forgot yeah. about we that almost forgot about crap i didn't prepare yeah, anything so it was an impression of the week yeah we will have a segment for me in the future i think we're still just figuring i out had a suggestion we could try a rough version of it today mm -hmm. <laughs> um i didn't prepare an impression i'm an idiot i'll just do one off the top of my head yeah 
I can do a pretty decent. Can I, can I give you one to do? Okay, I was going to surprise you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can do two if you want. Yeah, I'll do the one I had in mind. And you, right, do you your one know. first, and then I'll come up with I think I can do a pretty decent combo, guys. So I was going to go, Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad <laughs> at all. Um, okay, do your um, best Ned Flanders impression. Ned Flanders, yeah. okay. Uh, what's a Ned Flanders quote? I can't think of it. How we I can't think. Yeah, I can't think of a specific quote. I'll just say, uh, "Well, how we doing, neighbor? You know, I'm Nate Flanders. You know, <laughs> pray to the God, and God will pray to you." Not bad. <laughs> not not bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a, a seven out of ten. Seven. Yeah. I'll give you a rated now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Put me into my place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm daily damn daily. I need to start preparing them in future. I'm sorry, yes, guys. You need to know before you get. That was a rough version of it. Yeah, I do. I do find voice <laughs> and comment guys so satisfying. <laughs> Ooh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> uh, but my, yeah, my suggestion for a, a segment for Sebastian, since he's like you know, a, a, a newbie divulging into the world of The Simpsons, was for him to do a quick review of like an episode that we will never get to. And um, oh. if you were interested, I know that like it's it might be like extra work. You only have to wash it once, I think. You don't need to like yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be as much detail as we cover. Yeah, we're not going to do a whole another hour. Exactly, yeah. But um, yeah, you mentioned you watched Homie the Clown recently. So yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been watching the older ones. As yeah, well. yeah. So which is a classic season six episode. People yeah. don't know. Would you like to give a quick uh, cover of that episode? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love that episode. Um, it's mm. probably one of my favorites of that season. So by great. Far. Like, season at least in the top three of that season. And mm. I, it, one thing that it just makes you realize is how similar um, Krusty and Homer look. Oh my god, yeah. Like, if you take the makeup of Krusty and the hair, apart from the nose, mm -hmm. it's all very much the same. Yeah, well, I have another fun fact for you yeah, if yeah, you want. Yeah. yeah. So originally, when Matt Granny had created the character of Krusty, so The Simpsons came first, obviously, Tracy Allman show. Krusty didn't come around until the actual TV show. Yeah. His original idea was that Krusty would be Homer and that okay. Bart would find out that his father, his hero was actually his oh, father. Which is quite sweet. It, it didn't end up happening. He decided to make the character be his own person. And I guess in this, ep in this episode, that was sort of the case. Except it was more Homer's imitating bots. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely poking fun at the fact that they look absolutely identical. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, any final saying towards that episode? We'll have to get like, a little clip, little like musical segment of this of like, mm, Sebastian's classic corner. Yes, yeah, something, something like that. Something cute. Yeah, something passionate. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I just really enjoyed like Homer's stupidity was just even more I know. So, because he was a clown yeah and like he was just hurting himself all the time especially the bits where he kept trying to go around that the um, ramp on the the little tiny, tricycle yeah. yeah his pads fall out <laughs> I don't know at the beginning he's already cats so I'm thinking about clown college he just keeps popping back yeah. into his head <laughs> <laughs> he just like, randomly gets obsessed with clown college. It just comes out of nowhere. Really. There's no reason for yeah. it at all. Yeah, there's no, like, actual establishment to it other than, like, we just... Isn't it, like, we see that, like, he's just really... He really falls for I billboards? There's a, there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. billboards, yeah. <laughs> he just always has to do whatever the billboard tells him and to do. And he's building up traffic behind him. And then yeah. the next time, the explosion. Clown college. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But, um, yeah, that, that's... Oh, I uh, love the episode, and... Nine out of ten. Yeah, so, brilliant episode. Yeah. yeah, that concludes. I actually think this is a fun segment. If you were cool with watching an extra Simpsons a week, oh, well, this fine. Sebastian's yeah. classic corner. I like it. <laughs> I thought that's, that's like a fun way to wrap up the episode too. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess that concludes everything, guys. Thanks as always for listening. And we're finished almost the exact same amount of time we finished last week, which is wild. But wow, um, yeah, thanks as always for listening. We'll thanks see so you next week. See you later. Bye.